Don't let a DUI charge ruin your life. Get a professional and confidential evaluation from our experienced team at True Heights Treatment. Our evaluations are accepted by the majority of courts in the state of Illinois and provide a comprehensive assessment of your substance use patterns and potential treatment needs. Get the help you need today and start your path to a brighter future. Contact us now to schedule your evaluation at 708-248-7039 or at thtdui.com. The George Brassy Podcast is made possible with funding provided from Brassy Global Strategies, LLC, a leading political consulting, public policy, government affairs, and research firm. Are you interested in running for elected office? Need advice? Call or email George, 708-769-5015. Brassy Global Strategies 1 at gmail.com. I'm so glad to welcome my friend and colleague, Jereen Harris, licensed professional counselor to my podcast. Jereen, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, George. Good morning. Morning. Jereen, tell the audience a little bit about your personal journey to becoming a licensed professional counselor. Yeah, sure. So currently, you know, I'm a licensed professional counselor. um, But if we kind of rewind a little bit back um, to where I kind of got inspired to be where I am today, I guess it would kind of start with just, you know, my natural curiosity about things. And, you know, early on, just kind of having this curiosity about psychology and just about why people did what they did, why they felt how they felt, and to know that there was there was some, you know, sort of methods that could kind of give me insight into that was intriguing for me. And so things kind of naturally unfolded from there. And, you know, I worked in some different um, settings in the mental health field. And currently, I find myself in private practice. Talk about where did you go and get trained at to become uh, a mental health professional? Where did you go to graduate school? Yeah, I went to graduate school at Argosy University at the Chicago location. I um, did my undergrad there and I, I finished off the, my graduate program there as well. And then after you graduate, you end up working where? Uh, what kind of setting? Yeah, I actually stayed at the, um, I was doing an internship at a private practice. And so after I graduated, I actually stayed on at the private practice that I um, did my internship at. And I also worked in a residential setting with the eating disorder population. Um, and then I kind of transitioned to a more of a, a job with a more social work background before I circled back around to private practice. Uh, it's very interesting. So I, you went right almost into private practice after graduate school, whereas a lot of people usually do some time at an agency, but it sounds like you did the opposite. Yeah, I did. I, I actually just, I never left. I stayed on for my internship and I was comfortable there. I had been there for a while, I developed a good relationship with the president. Um, 
you know, after I completed the internship, she asked me if I wanted to come on as an employee and, you know, I felt good there and I just, I stayed there. Yeah. And I also worked, um, and I just had like private practice clients, um, maybe on weekends. So I carried a small case load while working full time as well. Talk about what type of theories and techniques um, speak to you as a therapist that have piqued your interest and you think are the most helpful in serving your clients. Yeah, so I really um, have come to work from um, a mind-body approach. Um, You know, I've, I've tried different theories and techniques over the course of my career, but I am at now is where I feel most comfortable and where I feel like I've seen the most success with my clients. Um, And that is sort of a mind-body approach. So, you know, I work with clients from, you know, I guess more of a traditional aspect of working with them cognitively, but I also like to bring in the body in the session. And, you know, what that would look like is, you know, if you're familiar with any um, work of uh, techniques from somatic experiencing or polyvagal or even some yoga informed techniques, I really like to bring that into the session. It just gives clients a new way of looking at some of the things they've experienced. So we, we look at the story of what's happening for them, um, but we also move into what's happening within the body. So, you know, I work with a lot of clients who've experienced trauma, um, anxiety um, is really present. And so we look at what's happening within the body. So physiological processes where, the, you know, whether it's the heart rate increasing, Um, breathing becoming shallow or increasing. We look at what's behind that um, in ways that we can help bring regulation to those body sensations as well as um, working through some of the cognitive content that they're struggling with as well. You mentioned somatic experience and polyvagal. Can you talk a little bit about those two concepts um, of them? Yeah, sure. Um, Polyvagal is a approach that was developed by um, a doctor, um, Dr. Porges. Um, It is, it can be a a very in-depth, complex approach, but um, there's ways that they've kind of come to translate it to be carried out in the, in the, therapeutic realm. Um, But basically, polyvagal is more of a um, theoretical approach that kind of divides the responses of the nervous system. So particularly when we're talking about trauma, um, from a polyvagal lens, we experience trauma in uh, a certain nervous system capacity. So something happens, we either shift into fight or flight, right? Or we shift into more of a freeze or shutdown, which is kind of the disassociation you might see during trauma or after. Um, and he also talks about another stage, which is the social engagement stage, which is, which is a way that we kind of maneuver between a healthy fight or flight response and, um, you know, a more of a shutdown response. We maneuver in a healthy way, but it becomes problematic, according to this theory, when we get stuck 
in a fight or flight response or stuck in sort of a freeze or shutdown response as a result of trauma. So it is a very medically informed approach, um, physiology and the components of the nervous system and what happens with the nervous system when we experience something traumatic um, is at the kind of foundational for that approach. And similar to somatic experiencing as well, uh, which is a, a concept developed by Dr. Peter Levine. He is another um, kind of uh, body-based researcher um, and him and Dr. Porges have done lots of work together in there. Their theories are, they have similarities, but somatic experiencing also works with looking at the ways that trauma is stored in the body. And so again, that is, you know, looking at what happens um, on a physiological level when we experience certain traumas and the ways that, again, it gets stuck in the body and how we don't finish these kind of uh, nervous system processes when we experience trauma and how that affects us and we start to see a lot of the symptoms going on. So you would kind of work with the body in a way to process some of the things and bring about regulation to the nervous system um, the way that you would see animals, mammals do a lot of Peter Levine's work is based on his study of mammals in the wild. And when they encounter these nearly traumatic, you know, situations where maybe a zebra is chased down by a lion and escapes with his life. And he goes through this process of physiological responses and he'll be right back grazing grass, maybe shortly after and he looks at the difference between what happens with humans that we aren't able to be as resilient sometimes in the faces faces of trauma but other mammals are so can be complex but they do a good job at kind of laying out some some techniques that can be used in the therapy room to help people recover from trauma what do you think makes a good therapist um i think you know, it takes a certain level of um, having done your own work. Um, I think that a lot of things can come up in a therapy room, but I think what's been most important for me is having done my own work. It allows me to sit with my clients in a, a genuine way. Um, you know, being able to be really attuned to your clients and noticing subtle shifts or knowing when an approach needs to be modified, changed, or just taken out all in all together. So some of the feedback, verbal and nonverbal that you're getting for your, from your client. And so I think that requires a certain level of being present and attuned with clients. The COVID pandemic is certainly made my practice um, see an increase in in client requests and sessions. Talk about how the pandemic has impacted you, especially since you're um, more earlier in your career. Yeah, I think the pandemic, for one, you know, for the first time, it was, you know, just the realization that I'm working with clients and we're all sort of experiencing experiencing 
a new and different change and transition that was challenging for all of us. And so we were all kind of in this space of just a challenging transition all at once. Um, and so I definitely felt like I, I related to them in a different way. Um, and then, you know, during the pandemic, telehealth came on the scene, um, which was new for me. I know that I had not seen clients besides it being in person before the pandemic, but, you know, the, the world adjusted and seeing people on the screen was very different for me. Um, I pick up on body language a lot and the energy in the room doing a session. And so to have to do it behind a computer screen really required me to find new ways to kind of try to tune in to my clients, what they were feeling and, and adjust as needed. So that was, it was a little bit different and challenging at times. Doreen, you're sitting, going to be sitting for the National Clinical Mental Health Examination, which will give you the ability to practice uh, independently in the state of Illinois. Tell the audience a little bit about that exam and your feelings about that exam. Yeah, so, you know, the second exam that I would take that, as you stated, would allow me to um, practice therapy independently. So right now I practice under supervision. So I meet weekly with a, a supervisor and I meet um, bi-weekly with the group supervisor. And so to have my clinical license, um, I wouldn't have those requirements. Um, it is something that has always been a goal for me. I do hope to develop my own practice sometime in the future. So this is a necessary step for me. Um, I have mixed feelings about the exam. I feel that, you know, with enough preparation and, and setting enough time aside, I'll be ready to sit and take the exam and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see where it goes from there. The, the exam is one of the, one of the most frustrating exams, I think, on the planet. I mean, the way, go, the way that it's laid out, it really makes you kind of think uh, differently. There's, there's only two kinds of questions, the information gathering and the decision making. And uh, they both can overlap substantially. And that's hard to, to figure out on the test. So I wish you the best of luck. I know it's a very challenging exam to, to pass. Yes. I've, so I've heard. Thank you, George. <laughs> You, you're currently um, with a group practice, Counseling Works. Talk a little bit about the group and what type of insurance you accept at the office. Yeah, you know, as you stated, Counseling Works is a, a group practice. Um, we've got a variety of therapists who work with, you know, a variety of populations. Um, we do individual sessions, group sessions. We do couples and families. Um and we also see adults, teens, and children. Um, we currently, the, the practice accepts um, a variety of insurances. I currently am, am paneled with a Blue Cross Blue Shield PPO, um, working on getting paneled with Aetna PPO as well. Um, if you'd like to learn more about the practice, um, you can see sort of brief descriptions about myself and my work, as well as other therapists and their approaches on the website at counselingworks.com. 
Jareen, what are two books that you would recommend to the audience that have been influential to you as a person and why? Um, I would have to say um, Yamas and Niyamas by Deborah Adele. Um, that is, you know, basically a book about um, yoga's ethical practice. Um, I'm a, a certified yoga instructor, so um, that book kind of resonates with me. It just it's, it's a sort of a spiritual guide to the practice of yoga and just very insightful to some of our daily living, living habits and um, just lots of good information in there. Um, also, The Body Keeps the Score by Bessel van Dork, which is, I'm sorry, Bessel van der Kolk. Um, and that is more of a... Uh, therapy-based book, more research kind of relating to the approach that I use in the therapy room. So more new research and insights on trauma, uh, mostly within, uh, I would say, a medical, physiological realm more so than a cognitive realm. So two very good books that have affected me and been impactful to me professionally and personally. Doreen Harris, licensed professional counselor. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me, George. Take care. Bye-bye. Help George stay on the Chicago Heights City Council. Go and donate today at tinyurl.com slash aldermangeorge2023. Begin to transform your life and work towards inner peace with expert psychotherapy. At True Heights Treatment, our experienced therapists provide personalized, compassionate care to help you overcome life's challenges and reach your goals. Whether you're struggling with depression, anxiety, relationship issues, or other mental health concerns, our team is here to support you. With a warm and welcoming in-person and virtual office atmosphere and a commitment to person-centered and evidence-based treatments, we are dedicated to helping you address your life's challenges. Contact us now to schedule your first session at 708-248-7039 or online at trueheightstx.com. Book your appointment today and start your journey towards a happier, healthier life. Need more George? Like his pages on Facebook. Friends of George Brassy PAC, Fifth Ward Business Alliance, Chicago Heights Bicycle and Pedestrian Resource Center, and the George Brassy Podcast. Mm-hmm.